hello biohumans <laughs> my name is tia Marx, and in this episode we are going to talk about massage copying and acupuncture and we've got michael here that literally just wanted a massage so he's going to be here having a massage say hi michael it's not oh that's pretty cool it's not <laughs> acupuncture it's dry needling yeah yeah okay and michael is doing the massage and dry needling so what are you doing first? First I'm doing is more like a soft tissue massage and that way I'm just loosening off the myofascia to make it easy to get into the deeper superficial and the deep muscles that are actually causing the pain, like the trigger points. So I'm just easing it off. Now I'm going a bit deeper. Again, slowly working to the deeper muscles. So what I'm working now is actually called the rectus spinae muscles, all the muscles in his back that run down from his glutes, which is butt muscles, all the way to his neck. And he's got a bit of pain through his mid-thoracic, which is between the shoulder blades. Is that right, Michael? Yeah, especially on the right-hand side. Especially on the right-hand side. So I'm just doing the left-hand side first. doesn't matter what side you do first. Um, doing the opposite side first is quite good because you can actually feel the difference when you start to target the right side. So I've just been using my knuckles, now I'm using the forearm. I'm adding a bit more weight, I'm actually going a bit slower. So it slowly works into those muscles. And it can cause a bit more discomfort, which is all good. So a bit of discomfort means I'm actually targeting those trigger points. Trigger points are pretty much knotted up muscles. So with knotted up muscles, it actually pinches the nerve, which causes the pain. So you do not get any blood flow or nutrition nutrients actually into these trigger points so they've got to be broken up the best ways to break them up is like you can use cupping which i'll use today and i can use the elbow or forearms or you can use thumbs but using thumbs and fingers does wear them out and then the treat you can get arthritis in the fingers and thumbs so i'm pretty much using the forearms so this is a bit more like a deep tissue so i'm going a bit slower feeling the tight spots so i'll pretty much target those ones first and how's that feeling michael awful awful that's it so that's what i'm after if it says it's not too bad it's good it means i haven't targeted the right spots okay last one through here okay so why does so many people have like back problems and like really sore and tight backs most times it can be through posture okay so posture is a big thing as well like when you find that someone's got bad posture it's more like their pec muscles their chest muscles are tighter and that slowly comes forward then the scaly muscles in the neck come forward too which can cause kyphosis it means a curvature on the upper part of the body of the back which actually pulls the weak muscles so that can happen too that's more through the thoracic which is with the upper back now to the lower back the lumbar your hips could be out of line too so your hips can actually drive forward or they can drive back so front and forward it's more anterior tilt to the back more posterior tilt so that can limit more like the curvature in the lower back and that's called lordosis upper parts called kyphosis so what i'm trying to do too if he's got more lumbar pain pretty much it can be through the anterior tilt or posterior tilt now if they're office workers you'll find a lot of times too that actually comes from the hip flexors coincidentally down all day the muscles in the hips and there's one under the belly button it's called the psoas major with psoas major it connects to 
T12, your last rib, down to your L4 and 5. So what that means, when the trigger point on your belly button gets tight, it pulls the muscles in your back from your vertebrae, and it can twist it, and you find that lower, lower back pain at the office workers actually comes from the front, but not from the back. Okay. So why are you going to be doing dry needling and cupping? Okay, with the, especially with the dry needles, there's a better way to get into the, into the trigger points and not to that muscle. So what the needle does, it actually pierces the trigger, goes through into the skin, through, your, through the flesh and through the myofascia into the trigger point where the knot is. So it goes and actually pierces that trigger point. Okay, and what it does it? Then I turn the needle clockwise. By turning the clock, needle clockwise, it actually the fibres actually wrap around the needle, and the pain that people may get is the fibres actually breaking away from the knot. So the the knot pretty much releases straight away. Okay, you still get a bit more pain from it. By that, you've got the blood flow with the nutrients, oxygen, and you've got the protein inside the blood, and it actually makes the muscles stronger. So when these nerves causes goes into the trigger into the muscle and twist it around the muscle gets stronger so less chance of that nerve getting pinched and less pain so why it works is it's called brain will make toxins so if you are like say like playing tennis all day long and using your arm and it gets tired so the brain wants to relax for an example like if you're sleeping at night on your side and you've got your arm above your head above your shoulder so the brain wants to relax but can't. So what it does, it sends these toxins, ACH and calcium, down to the brain, down to the spinal cord, out through the nerve roots, and branches out to the nerves. And the main nerves that connect to the muscle, it pumps the muscle for these toxins. The muscle twists around and pinches that nerve. So that's the, what you'll get. So the brain, so the nerve does a neuro, neurological feedback loop. So it goes back to the nerves, back to the spinal cord goes up to the brain. The brain goes, okay, I'm gonna make this pain. So when it gets back to the spinal cord, you go in the spinal cord, you have a thing called a dorsal horn. So the dorsal horn is actually sends out the pain to these areas. So it's a sensory, it's more like pain, sensory is more for pain, and it's your vibration sensory as well. So it causes anything vibration you get, it actually goes through the dorsal horn and causes the pain. So what we need to do, we need to break the trigger point, release that nerve, and it may take between three and 10 sessions to fix somebody. It's limited to more like first three or four sessions every week, after that you start dropping off fortnightly or monthly. Depends how much, but you need to do your homework, you need to change the way that you're doing things as well, and you need, if it comes from stress too, stress is another thing that causes pain as well. So what you need to do is change the way that you're stressing as well. So stress brings on trigger points, so does anything physical pain as well, like playing tennis, sitting with the arm above your head, sitting down all day long in an office chair, causing, so like stand up tables are really good as well, um, sorting your posture out is a great thing as well. So they'll pull these, strengthen your back muscles up, pull your back, so you stand up taller. If you've got bad posture, you're actually two inches shorter. If you stand up straight, you're back to normal. So we need to reset, look at hips, and pretty much look at the posture as well. And that can determine Anything, even like leg pain, someone's got tight calf muscles, tight from as well, that hips could be out of line too, and you may have a short leg. Oh, really? So like a calf pain can be lead to your hips? Yep, absolutely. Ah, oh, because yep. I've got like 
one calf that I've been stretching and triggering for weeks and it's just getting so painful and it's not doing like, it's not budging. So, and I know I have hip issues. So could that be coming from my hips? Yes, so you may, you may have a short leg where you, a lot of times so you may, hey. so, you, so in that way you may stay on one leg more than the other. So there's a- I'm must- leaning right now on one leg. Yeah, and that, is that the side? No, this is the good one because the other one hurts to lean on too much. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so switch. So what happens is we've got a muscle between the rib cage and our iliac crest, which is the bone that runs down the hip bone to the side. It's called a QL, quiraus laborum. So it's called, otherwise called a hip hiker. So when you stand too much on one side, this here will come up and it'll cause that short leg. So what we need to do is loosen off, okay, all the back muscles. We go loosen off the QLs, quadriceps, then we go glute meds, the top of the, the butt muscle, glute mim as well. Then we might look at for the pure formers, glute max. Okay, then we go loosen off more like the hamstrings, the calves, the quadriceps muscles in the front as well. Then I reset the hips, and you can actually pull the leg back in line. By pulling it back in line, it's like an ankle lock. Yes, <laughs> just, just like an ankle lock, so we can actually pull that leg back in the line as well. Um, resting hips are quite easy as well, so we loosen off like the back, the glutes, the hamstrings, not great to do the calves, so the hips are out of line, but hip flexors too. Then I do these mobility stuff on the hips, put them back in line. So I have one hand on the lower back, one hand around the front, from the hip bone here, and then I do these mobs here. This here is pushing it into posterior tilt. Sorry, so anterior tilt. This side here is pushing the posterior tilt, loosen them off. Then what it is, then I push it back and reset it back into place. Then I go and check in the back here. It's called a PSIS. In the front, you've got ASIS. That's what you go by to determine if it's posterior tilt, anterior tilt. Then you're pressing the here as well, PSIS on both sides and see if you've got one leg. See how it's like that, that means this leg here is short, but his hips are, are pretty good, things like that. Even a lot of times that we do like a forward flexion test, standing, leaning forward, and then this part of the back could be flat. So a lot of lower back pain can come from the, up from the mid of the back. So we do tests like that, like forward flexion, extension, we go to this lean to the side, and we do a thing called a stalk test where standing up, bring one leg up to the chest. By doing that, the hip's supposed to drop back. So this will drop back like that. But the only problem is that you might find it may come up. That means the lower back pain you may be getting is actually coming from up here. This function here is actually pushing the hip up so the hip won't go down, we actually will go up. Then we know straight away the pain is coming up through your thoracic area for the mid-back. Okay. Cool. So what are you going to do next on Michael? So I'll just rub the side out through here. Then I'm going to get a couple of cups on here as well. So you can use, you can use fire cupping, traditional Chinese medicine. So we're using, but I'll go and use just the plastic suction cups. I'll do a bit of sliding. Then I'm going to put some needles into his, through his back. Pierre, can you ask, let me ask a question. Yeah. Oh, hello, hello, microphone. Why would you use, what's your title? Is it remedial massage therapist? Okay, I 
I'm actually a remedial therapist, yep, and I've studied musculoskeletal uh, for six years. So remedial therapy is more like working on, like a, similar to a deep tissue, finding out where the trigger points are, trying to rub them out. Musculoskeletal is actually working with the, with the muscles, bones, and the nerves. It's more finding out, we do direct trigger pointing. So musculoskeletal is more direct trigger pointing on the area and we, we actually start using needles. There's a thing called wet needling as well, which where um, a doctor would pretty much, that's qualified musculoskeletal, we actually use a syringe, and then you use proper cutting needle. So inside the syringe- Sounds painful. It is, but what you're using, when you're using saline and anesthetic, it actually paralyzes that muscle belly. The needle does a job, but it does hurt a lot more than what dry needling does but it paralyzes that muscle belly. So we can use like a 50-50 mix, which I can't do that because I'm not a doctor, but we can, doctors use it, anything in musculoskeletal, then they pump it straight, the muscle paralyzes for about 20 minutes. Then they're good to go. So that's another way to do it, but needles actually does the trick. So yes, I'm a remedial therapist, and trained in musculoskeletal therapy for six years, well nearly seven years now. I think in order for someone to any to put acupuncture in me without fainting, I'm gonna to have to get the whole part numbed, <laughs> and then I'll take a couple of needles in my back. Need, needles are the best way to break up any trigger points. Yeah, but I've got to try and not faint in the meantime. You haven't got farther forward. You're laying on the bed. You can't even feel it, Tim. I've done. Twist, I've done two needles in, and then everything starts to go blurry, and I start to pass out. Some people don't like, it's always up themselves. They don't like needles, they don't have to have them. Yeah. I suggest it to them. I mean like, most times I can get it out by using my, using the elbows and forearms, but then again, sometimes you've got a real stubborn trigger point, especially up to your iliocostalis muscle, mid-thoracic, and a lot of times the vader scap and even upper traps too. They're just so much easier to get in there and break them up straight away than using an elbow. Sometimes people think, oh, but last time there it worked, but it's come back quicker. And I suggest like get a needle in there, you'll feel so much better and quicker recovery too, and less chance of it coming back later on. It's just the best way of breaking up a trigger point is actually putting a needle in there. Okay, so we've got a box full of our cupping. So you've got something that looks like a gun and a cup, and you're pumping it onto the skin and letting the skin suck up into it. That looks really gross. Yeah, so with cupping. <laughs> Sorry. With cupping, it actually it's painless. It feels a slight bit of discomfort, but what it does, it lifts. Okay, you see, it lifts up the skin, then it lifts up. Okay, the flesh, liver fat, then the myofascial lifts the trigger point up. As you seen in Michael Phelps during the Olympics, he had cupping on his shoulder. It's a pain-free way of breaking trigger points. It's not the best way, but I'd say it's the third best way. Best way needles. Second best way is using the using elbows and forearms, direct pressure. Their best way is using cupping. So what I'm doing now, I'm doing a thing called sliding cupping. So I come down. I've got a video of this from here. Okay. Not that I want this video on my phone, but we'll put it on Instagram. Okay. So I'm sliding it down. Just stick a bit. There we go. And it's gonna cause to break up a few blood capillaries, which is okay. How's it feel, Michael? All right? I like cupping. Yeah, yeah. So I want to go all the way down. Does it hurt? 
So right now you can't really see it, but we've got two cups on the upper back and then Michael is sliding them down the whole back yeah. whilst keeping a good amount of pressure on the skin. Yep, so he's got construction up through here. It doesn't hurt as much as when he's putting his elbow into it. No. I'll tell you that. So the elbow apparently hurts more. <laughs> yep. So I'm gonna slide and now we're sliding them back up. Back up. These are more like just the plastic cups. Uh, Firecam is more preparation to it. It takes about five, eight minutes to set it all up. So these aren't the hot ones? No. I can show you a hot one shortly. So is this going to bruise? Pretty much. High chance of bruising up here more. Up through more like your rotator cuff muscles, like top of your shoulder blades, and up through your mid between the shoulder blades. Pretty much they do bruise. Um, if the bruising is really dark, it doesn't mean the problem is actually worse. It's just the way your, um, your black capillaries are in the body. It's just more that, just the way it works out. So darkness doesn't mean nothing. Um, if it's lighter, it doesn't bruise, doesn't mean a great deal either. Um, these stay in about 10, 15 minutes up through there. So where's your pain, Michael? Up through there or up higher? Or? Probably where they are right now. Down right there. So they're all good here. So what I'll do, I will bring them around onto the shoulder blade. Cause now I want to start putting a few needles in. Okay, so now Michael is moving the suction cups down to the shoulder blades, so yep. he can stab Michael. With yep. <laughs> try and needling. First, I'm going to wash my hands. Just that way. And now you're just pumping up a bit more, just to get a little bit more. Yep. Pressure in there. There. I'm surprised of how much skin you can pump up inside there. Why does it look like it's like um a thick hollow ball? Is that the muscle in there? Yep, muscles in there. Yep. Okay, so that's the muscle being like squeezed into the cup. And it pops. I always say a trigger point is a bit similar to like a pimple. You've got to squeeze. Like I would say more like trigger points, but like a, a pimple, you squeeze it, it pops. So what I'm doing now, lifting them up, squeezing, they're actually starting to break them away. Let's say it's not the best It's going way. really purple. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what I'm doing now, I guess, sterilised swab. Make sure everything's all... I'm going to close my eyes for this one. No, keep the eyes open. <laughs> Are you filming this? Are the camera stopped? It's okay, we've got audio. And I've got my phone filming some. It's okay, we've got audio, and, but you're not going to watch, so how are you going to describe it? I've got the camera. <laughs> and Michael's going to explain what he's doing. <laughs> so that'll have a good chance I'm going to run out of the painting. <laughs> These are only acupuncture needles. To me, I don't reckon they're really needles. Lots of, they're mass stainless steel. And the ones I'm using actually are 30 mil long, and they're 0.03 of a millimetre, so they're quite really thin. Needles. So I'll go on the outside. Okay, so now Michael's gonna get stab with some needles. His back is looking pretty red. So I'll go down low. So there's a spot there. So to me the worst spot, Michael. Back down there was it? Yeah, it was there. Yeah, that's that's really bad. Okay, go up here. So needle does not go directly down because the lungs are there. So 
I go go obliquely, so I go side on. Because the worst, because you do not want to. One, two, three. It's in about five mil. Then I'm going in 25 mil. I just usually leave about five mil out. Then I turn it, and there's our reaction. So I must get a reaction. I must get a twitch, a jump sign, or an ouch. In our terms, it must, it must go, so there we go, like, we need an old chi. It's more like, oh shit, sore. Okay, a jump sign jump, or, you know, a twitch. Twitch is good as well. That means the trick point's back. So I've got, I slightly turn it. Again, the fibers wrap around, they're breaking away. That's the pain that you're beginning. And I leave for about, you know, 10, 15 seconds at most. Then I give it another turn. Now what I'm trying to do, is that I'll do about five, six turns at the most. What I'm trying to look for is a pain to start to disappear when I start turning. So, so wait, wait, wait till it relaxes. Then I go on to the game. So it's a bit more of a twist. How's it going, Michael? Okay. Usual horrible. Usual horrible, yep. I mean, remedial massage is not people think, oh, I can't wait to go and get a massage. It's more, it's not relaxation. The only way to break them up is more remedial. We're doing really deep tissue on sports people. I'm actually getting really nauseous. <laughs> Grab a seat. Yeah. I'm going to sit down while I do this. Yeah. Oh. I'm a faint up. <laughs> so now the pain's starting to go away now. So. I slightly pull it out, about halfway up, and I do a thing called pecking. So I peck around the muscle, I've got another response, which is good. Then I go back in here again. Okay, again, no response now, so I unwind a fraction, then I keep going around that muscle belly. Again, usually I feel from the needle into my hands that I can actually feel some tight fiber bands. See one there. There you go, there's a wee jump sign there. There's a wee twitch. Michael how, Michael, how are you feeling? I don't love the needles, but I like the afterwards. Can we hear that? Yeah, so what do you feel afterwards? It just feels much better. Yeah, not tight anymore. Not, not tight. The so pain, the pain that I've been having goes away. So, say that again. Sorry, the pain when I walked into this room was like I've got a big, great big knot in the middle of my back. And then I have this needles, which is horrible. But then it's, when I leave this room, it's pretty much gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Which you'd want to be tough to go through this. Yeah. You'd want to walk out of here feeling great. Yeah. The pain can start four days later. So by saying four days, I always say four days because... It may stay for half a day, it may stay for a day, two days. At most, definitely for most, it only lasts up to four days later. It all depends. If your pain has, has been quite bad, it's been here for a long time, your treatment will be a bit more painful. If it's not so bad, the treatment's not as bad. So now this one's pretty good here. Then I go, then go through there. Oh, it's like you're like massaging the skin, pulling the needle in and out right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going around the whole muscle belly. So I've been in one spot, done the twirls, then I've taken it three quarters out, then I just go around the muscle and just work around it. Yep, then the needle's out. How's it feel now? Much better. 
much better. So there you go. You can see it looks so much looser, the muscle. It doesn't yeah. look nearly as tight. No. There's a huge difference in the way you're putting pressure on it, the way it looks. Yeah. I mean, down his back, I could have four or five different sore spots in his back. So I target the worst one. Sometimes the worst, the worst painful spot can release the other trigger points as well. So, how's it through there, Michael? Yeah, terrible. Terrible too. So, yep. Swap yourself down. Again, I want to go obliquely because I want to stay away from anywhere away from the lungs. Michael, you should use some uh, back waxing. <laughs> Next episode, we might wax Michael's back. So there's a response here. So yeah, it's not that bad. It's okay. So sometimes too, you you might have pain on your, for example, like your right hand side, but sometimes too the problem can come from the right hand side. We've got things called active trigger points, the ones that we feel. Okay, they pretty much sit in the in the weak muscles. So then muscles the pain, we go, oh, I should feel sore today. But we've got other ones that sit more in the stronger muscles that are called latent trigger points. We don't feel them until we start touching them, but they're the ones that cause a lot of problems. So like remedial massage, musculoskeletal, we're trying to find where it's coming from. So the pain could be the smoke, but where's the fire? What's causing the pain? Like a guy come in yesterday, he's a builder, and he had tennis elbow and golfer's elbow. And I had treatment for it, nothing to fix it. I said, well, it all comes from the upper trapezius muscle, up from your neck down to your shoulder. And I pretty much put needles into there and then I put down into his golfer's elbow and a couple other areas in his flexors and extensors, brachioradiatus muscles. And then suddenly the pain went. So find it where the smoke is, the pain, where's the fire? Upper trapezius. Some people got neck pain and you're finding out, well, where's it coming from? Like, then again, it's coming from bad posture, pecs, and scaling muscles in the neck are shortening, and they're finding that it's pulling the back of the neck weak, it's weak, and it's pulling the neck muscles tight, and can cause headaches and migraines. Because I, I specialise in the survival spine, the neck, it's a great thing to work on, and it definitely releases all the neck muscles, but, what's causing it, so we need to start working on the pec muscles, more stretching, and strengthening up the back muscles by using bands and things like that, and hip stretching on the pec muscles. So I'm coming in, turning it. How's that, Michael? Not as bad. Not as bad? Okay, a bit more pecking around the muscle. How are you feeling, Tia? Not too bad now. I have my moments. Having your moment. How's that feel now, Michael? Look nice. how smooth that looks. If you look on our Instagram, I'll put these videos up, but man, there's a huge muscle, in the, there's a huge difference in the muscle. Yeah, I like how you said that, I've got a huge muscle. Yeah, big muscles in the back. <laughs> so having steel bars down the back is cool, we call it all barred up, and the way that they're like bars, they're just rock hard, like steel bars. How's that feel, Michael? Yeah. Not too bad? Yeah, my back muscles are like rock. Yeah, so really yeah. need to loosen them off. Has it through there? Too bad, good, good. Okay, now I want to work into subscapularis, it's under the shoulder blade. A wee bit, a little bit through rhomboids boards there. How's that feel, Michael? Okay. Okay, Up through there. Okay, now I want to start working this upper trapezius muscle, so I need to get it in a nice clean swap. How do the cups feel that are still sitting on there? I can barely notice them. 
So does the pain just go numb after a while? Uh, if yeah, I'd, until you said anything, I'd forgotten they were there. Yeah. So here, yeah, purple one. That one's looking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're gonna bruise. Yeah. Do you want some cool ass bruises on your back? Yes. We can sign them later on. When I lived in China, um, I used to, when we used to go to like the um, theme parks in the summer, I saw guys with this all over the back everywhere. And because I was like 12, 13, I thought it was like a disease. I had no idea what it was. And it was common. It was probably like easily 10 to 20% of males had this, or and females, had this all over their back. And I had absolutely no idea what it was. I was like, is there some weird disease? I was like, I don't want to hop in the water. I'm afraid it's like something that's causing all these huge like bruises, spots on people's back. So yeah, I had no idea that it was a medicine yeah natural therapy is great so now I'm gonna do his traps so what I need to do now is definitely pull his traps up towards his ear because the lungs sit two or three inches above your clavicle your pretty much your collarbone so I need to go in and grab them pull them out so right now we're pinching the trap pulling it up, pulling the needle goes towards the ear and click in, then in she goes. And now you're like massaging the muscle with the needle yeah, again. So I don't, you know, I, what I do, I do pecking because there's so many trigger points in here, he'll feel like he thinks too much Michael, let me know, take it out. So that's what I always say, just to make sure it could be too much. I want to cause some pain, but I don't want them to stress them out. They say, Michael, take it out. They'll do like a tap out, three taps. They're out, then I just stop straight away. Yep, through there. Ah. So there's a couple through oh. there. Okay, so I've done the, the closer one to the neck, the bespot bleeding, which is quite common. So, <laughs> so the traps here. So closest to the head does more than the neck and head. I'll do the middle, does more the back, the outer, upper trap does more of the arm. So I just get that walk out through there. And then I go to the middle. Just a bit well on them. And okay, one, two, three. And down she goes. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's way bad. Oh, so there you oh, go. God. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh. So that was the mid mid upper trap. So that's, that was most does in the pain in the back. And then I go to the outside. So I squeeze it more towards the neck and I go to the outside. One, two, three. And she goes. How are you feeling? This is better. That middle see one. Oh. Ah. See, most of his pain is coming from the mid upper trap, not much the outside. You're sticking a needle in him. Needle <laughs> goes into him. Ah. But now I'm going towards the mid part of the upper trap. It controls the back, so definitely that's where the problem is. It's really hard to because I can't see what's happening. Oh, no, no idea. <laughs> You can watch it later, it's not yeah. great. I'll take these, I'll, I'll take these cups off. Look at that one. Oh, nice. that's a nasty bruise. It's a nice one. And the other one, as we see, it's not so bad. It's 
it would be bad. Yeah. And there's like one of those disease people I used to see that swim for when I was a kid. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Why the colour like changes a little bit. Whew. This is so not a sexy look. <laughs> <laughs> How are we feeling, Michael? Excellent. Excellent, yep. So how does the um, upper trap feel after the needles? Good. Yeah, good. Some, sometimes, sometimes they will feel like, you know, they'll be quite sore because there's so many trigger points in the upper traps, they get quite sore as well. So you may be bit, bit, feel a bit heavy shortly for the next half a day in the upper traps. So I've got to do this other side too as well. Ooh, switching sides. Okay, so we're going to put some more needles into Michael right now. Yep. So far, his back is looking honestly nasty. <laughs> it's got a, uh, it's awesome. a couple of big spots that's going to turn into some nice looking bruises. Uh, Michael, what's the difference between what he does and if I was going to go have a Thai massage? So, Michael asked Michael, <laughs> what's the difference between your style of massaging and like a normal Thai massage you'll get, I guess, like in the mall or just a basic massage? They're more traditional the way they do their, their treatments. Uh, most of them like standing your backs, they like cracking, things like that. They don't, they, they don't work directly on the trigger points. Like if you've got a knot there, they may work on it, so they just might rub it over on it. So a thing with immediate will go and sit on that trigger point and release it. So what we do sometimes too, that we'll find that we'll get a muscle, I'll show this one here, with your video, with your phone, yep. that what we'll do, it's called PRT release, traditional massage technique. So I put a finger into a trap, for example, I lift the arm up, I shorten that trigger point. It causes a bit more pain, what it does, by shortening it, it releases within 60 to 90 seconds. Okay, otherwise you can sit there for about two or three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, six minutes, waiting for it to release. So again, next spot, I shorten that trigger point, bang. So it's called PIT release, that's what I say. It's a quicker way of releasing any trigger points. So How's that feeling, Michael? Okay. It's not too bad through there, yeah. But, you know, things like that, so we can actually release, like doing a hamstring, you can find a hamstring trigger point, ah, like that. <laughs> then we shorten it. It's called PRT release. Then we hold 60 seconds. I say, Michael, how's it feeling now? Releasing? Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. Cast same two. Cast, oh, and just shorten the foot. Put the foot into plantar flexion. I think uh, Mike has got some of these sensitive legs back there. Well, I did 20k walks. Why would you do a 20k walk for fun? <laughs> okay, so we're sticking in more needles into the other trap. Yep. And doing that gross massage technique. I yep. think I'm really selling acupuncture. Dry needling. Dry needling. Dry needling's awful, but it's the other... It's when you're done, that's when it pays off. Is acupuncture more than needles just sit in there and they just leave them there and they just put it onto like different pressure points and stuff? Yeah, so they do the more, they more like do the certain pathway that they do, more like do the, was that meridians? They go to those areas, like a pathway in the body. For example, like acupuncture, you got a headache, they'll go and stick it in your foot. 
because there's a pathway oh, okay. all the way up to the neck. Well, pretty much, I'll find a trigger point in the survival spine and the neck muscles. Upper traps cause most of the headaches. Then I'll go put needles actually where the trigger points are. Um, acupuncture is really good for like, if you've got like, uh, something wrong with your kidneys, spleen, liver, then acupuncture is really good for that. And with dry needling, we don't really know nothing about that way, but acupuncture they do. So they do a lot of stuff like that. Like, for example, like, woman's got the period, things like that. It's really good for things like that as well to work out in the internal organs, things like that as well. So there's your mid traps. Is that feeling, Michael? Not bad, but not, not as bad. Okay, so you got one side that's a lot more painful than the other. And the side that you said that's more painful is actually the side that bruised more with the cupping. So would there be like a correlation in how much like one side kind of goes purple to the side that's really tight? Well, use is more like, like doesn't matter if one side is darker than the other sort of thing. So there's no proof to say, okay, if it's darker, there's more problem on that side than the other side being lighter. There goes my theory. <laughs> yeah. So we always thought, okay, well, it's more purple colour. The bruise is definitely the, the it's definitely more the, the reason why, but it's not. So the reason why it's more like, it's just the way it is. So darker side. So but then again, the muscles can be tighter on that side because they're pulling, the trigger point's pulling everything in. So it could be a high chance that the blood capillaries will be breaking up quicker because the muscle's being pulled tightly on that side. So that could be the other aspect I could be thinking as well. But otherwise, there's no proven facts that the reason why it's darker is because that side's worse. Okay. So have you had anyone um, faint when they're getting dry needling done? I guess people that aren't good needles generally just say they don't want a needle. I've had nobody faint. I've had people go through a bit of pain, but nobody's fainted. Okay. Yeah. I've had one guy fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> He found it relaxing. Yeah, he, he quite loved it. He said, oh, this is great. I've had a woman that's like, she did not even feel nothing at all. She went, yep, and the only noise she made was her going, <gasps> like that. I said, that hurts. She goes, yep. I said, how come you actually, your pain threshold is so high? And she said, well, I just had a baby about six months ago. Oh, and, Jesus. And I just, I do like yoga, like meditating stuff. So she found that meditating was quite good as well. Yeah. So meditating helps with your pain threshold? Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Good. How's it feel, Michael, through there? Uh, not bad. Not bad? Yeah. The muscles when you're touching them are looking a lot looser. Yeah. Still tight through there, Michael? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'll put that on through here as well. So I find that ropey band, that steel bar through there. Then I go into down, one, two, three, into it. Then unset the needle. How long does a session normally go for? One hour. Um, I find like half an hour, you don't get that much done. Definitely an hour where you get pretty much the whole body done, what you need done. So we can spend more time on what we're doing, fixing the problem, and then we can hit, go to other areas. If we're doing like half an hour, it's so quick, and we, we only get half the amount done. We get the problem, problem fixed, but we need other parts of what we need to do as well. So if I'm sitting there doing needling, Time goes real fast, so we really need to like definitely spend an hour on these as well. So how's that, Michael? Not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, so I take that one out. You might find a bit of bru sometimes bruising may occur, especially on the glutes, the butt muscles. Pretty much they at times bruise, which is quite common. 
but the back doesn't really bruise at all. So we're going a bit lower down, next spot. How's that, Michael? Not too bad. Terrible, Muriel. Okay. So we're sticking in more needles down on the other, on the other side. So the the right hand side was sore. Now I'm on the left hand side, going but lower below the shoulder blades. Are you gonna do a fire cupping for the video? I can do a fire cupping. Okay. Okay. What's the difference between the normal the plastic one and the fire cup? I find you get more suction out of the fire cupping. Yeah. So the fire cupping will be even more intense looking than that? Yes. The only problem with fire cupping is more preparation to it. It takes about five minutes. We get get the miflo spirits, got to get a lighter and put it together sort of thing. So we'll do it now, eh? Yep. So. And while you're doing that, me and Michael can talk. Okay. Hey, Michael. How are we feeling? Um, well, it's hard, hard to say because... You have to get out of the out of the room and see how you feel, because um, the dry needling's pretty intense, especially if it hurts. Um, if it didn't hurt, it wouldn't be, but it hurt me quite a few times. So I feel, you know, beaten a little bit beaten up, but I've done it before, so I know from past experience that when I leave the room, I'll feel really good. Um, but like Michael said, I might feel a little bit heavy in my body, but who cares if you feel heavy if that pain that I've had for the last day and a half is gone, which it, it should be because that's what's happened in the past. Yeah. Ooh, okay, so now we've got some fire and we're going to do the, what's fire. it called, the fire cupping? Fire cupping, yep. So when the heat goes into the cup, then put it straight on and it just sucks everything up. So, really go and bang. That quick. That quick. I think we could have used some more heat. We could have made it hotter. Hotter? Let's burn him. <laughs> you got a lot of trust in Michael to let him put really hot cups. So, do they feel hot? No. No, no so they don't feel so, hot. I think these feel nicer than the yeah, they do. I like them more. So these are less painful and a little bit more soothing. So this is more like the real ancient Chinese medicine yeah. style. You can see as well, when I put them on, the skin suddenly just grabs. See, it sucks up. Okay, so yeah, it really doesn't grab nearly as much as the um, other ones. So it goes and bangs in, and so then just all the fascia just pulls together. Yep. Then you can put ones in the... Different sizes. Yep. Upper traps. Let me, let me ask another question to you. Why would I see um, a remedial massage therapist like yourself over seeing a physio? Or... I thought you might say that. Might <laughs> um, With physios, the time is shorter. And they'll, physios are really good for working on an injury. If you've got an injury, they'll work on the injury area, especially for joints. With remedial therapy, we can work on more on the muscles of the more dysfunction. So if you're coming and you're dislocated a knee or torn ligaments, then the people that you go and see are definitely more the physios. It's like chiropractors are really good for if you've got like a spinal bone problem, like you've got a bulging disc, things like that. Radicular pain was pretty much a nerve root's been 
pinched by the laminar groove inside the, one of the vertebrae. Otherwise, more like remedial therapy, it's more like it goes longer. And we like, if you've got headaches, migraines, back pain, things like that, then more come and see us people. Then we would spend more time fixing the problem and fixing other areas as well. So physios are shorter and the game as well, that they work on one area where the problem is. For remedial therapy, we'll work on a bigger area, finding out where the problem is, because it may not be coming from a problem in the joint, shoulder. Like some people come and see me and go, oh, I've got a shoulder problem with a frozen shoulder. So I'm playing with the shoulder, then sometimes I can actually fix up the frozen shoulder as well by just working the certain muscles around the joint. Some people get pain, it's called the glenoid tuberosity, which is pretty much next to your AC joint where your bursa sits. A lot of times too, that if your scapula is not rotating properly, then you get pain up through, up through pretty much glenoid tuberosity, pretty much on your AC joint where your bursa is. So a lot of times I work through there and I may put a needle up through to the area as well, just to break it up, just to get rid of that pain. So um, again, physios, great what they do, what remedial do are great as well, what chiropractors do are great as well. So, but we specialize in the areas, more chiropractors, more the back, the vertebrae, survival spine, the neck, then physio, more if you've got an injury, like if you have a knee reconstruction or knee replacement, things like that, definitely. Otherwise, physios are great for this. So is it fair to say, if I'm injured, I might see a physio, but if I'm, if I'm not injured, I'm in pain, you might be a better option. Better option, if, my, if you've got like a joint pain, or a limited movement in the joint, definitely more of a physio. Um, if you get more like a headache, migraines, back pain, psycho pain, which is now pain too, that runs down the side of the leg or the back of the leg, which could be causing from the pure formless muscle in the, in the glutes, will cause that as well. So... People come and see me and more people with neck pain, headaches, migraines, back pain, sciatica pain, numbness down the arms, numbness down the legs, they pretty much come and see me. And if they've got like hip flexor pain in the joint, I've got to train a couple of people, that husband and wife, they do a lot of triathlons. So they've always got hip flexor pain, things like that. So they come and see me, I fix them up. Awesome. So Michael, how's it feeling? These are easy. No, I like these. I think these I will be more comfortable of trying at the start because they don't seem as intense for someone that's like me, it's really sensitive. Mm. So I think I'll like go with this and then move on to the other suction cups and I don't think I'd ever be able to do the needles. I wish I could. It'd be good for me, but I don't know if I personally could. I'm too much of a pussy. No, no, it's up to what you like. If you don't like needles, don't have them. But sometimes that we find an area that's really, really tough we can't break up by using an elbow or cups, then I do suggest if you go in and actually like, just try one needle. Yeah, a needle in my traps would be amazing. That will, you're, you're up next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So that's it, thank you so much, Michael. And um, I'll put those things up on Instagram so you guys can see what it looks like. So Michael, anything else you wanna add? No, that was good. Oh, what are you putting in the thing? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. See you in the next episode.